0: Episode 153 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. Glad you're with me. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Governor Kelly has announced her plans for reopening the Kansas economy. We'll hear from the governor and take a close look at the conditions under which businesses may reopen. It's in phases. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal We talked to Wichita businesses about how they were preparing for this moment, reopening. They include Scott Redler of Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, Jen Ray of The Monarch, and Zach Blue of Buffalo Wings and Things. We also surveyed readers for the package. We asked if handshakes would be a part of business dealings going forward, how eager are you to return to your workplace, and what business will you visit first when things reopen. You'll be surprised at the answers. Our coverage begins on page 10. We also feature a special report on El Dorado. Lots of things happening at Butler's County seat. That's on page 14. Our list, Wichita physician groups. They're ranked by number of 2019 outpatient visits. Page six. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Venus Lee. She's the new CEO of GraceMed Health Clinic. She talks about how her faith-based clinic is dealing with the pandemic. That's on page 19 business owners and managers need information. We have it. Each week we provide for you business intelligence on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations who owes back taxes, court judgments. This week it begins on page 16. I want to give you a hint. If you're not a subscriber and you want access to all our stories, we have a deal going on. Just open up one of our locked stories on the website at wichitabusinessjournal.com. And it will ask you if you want to subscribe. The deal, four weeks of full access for $4. Take advantage of it. Back to talk about reopening Kansas after this. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Governor Kelly made her announcement Thursday night. The stay-at-home order is lifted, but there are three phases of at least two weeks each. And not all businesses are allowed to reopen. She says the plan had to balance safety with commerce.
1: This pandemic has impacted us all in different ways. But one thing is certain. This is a before and after moment for our state, for our nation, and for our world. In the years ahead, when we reflect on this time we will instinctively think about life as before COVID and after COVID. We still have a long road ahead of us before we'll be in a position to reflect on COVID-19 at all because it's not going anywhere for quite some time. But because of the sacrifices you've made in recent weeks and the patriotism you have displayed toward your state and your country by taking this seriously and hunkering down, Kansas has been hit far less hard than other states. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment remains confident that our state is close to reaching its projected peak infection rate, if we haven't already surpassed it. If that holds, Kansas will soon find itself on the downward side of the slope and closer than ever to finally flattening that elusive curve we've all been talking about for the last two months. They are now focused on boxing the virus in. This approach has four cornerstones. One, wide scale, rapid testing capabilities across the state so that we can identify people who may be infected as quickly as possible before they unknowingly infect others. Kansas has made great strides in expanding our testing abilities in the last week, securing 18 times the test supplies we had this time last week. Two protecting the capacity of our public health infrastructure so that our hospitals remain equipped to provide Kansans the treatment they will need to recover. Three, ensuring that Kansans who have been exposed have a safer place to quarantine so they don't put others at risk. Four, recruiting hundreds of new workers for a robust contact tracing program. This is how we help infected Kansans retrace their steps so we can warn anyone who may have been unknowingly exposed to the virus and get those individuals tested, arrange for care if they're ill, and stop the virus from spreading. Already, KDHE is in the process of recruiting and training 400 contact tracers. In addition to continued adherence to personal hygiene and social distancing protocols, Boxing the virus in will be the key to reopening the Kansas economy and preventing additional prolonged stay-home orders. Which brings me to the purpose of my message tonight. A few moments ago, my administration posted a new framework for transitioning from the response phase to the recovery phase of this crisis. It is available now at covid.ks.gov. This evening, I will walk through the details of this plan and explain what it means for you, your family, and your business. Over the last several days, I've hosted a number of discussions with a diverse roster of leaders from hospital systems, public health officials, emergency management teams, members of my cabinet, local chambers of commerce, trade associations, faith leaders, labor leaders, business executives, local units of government, economists, budget analysts, and more. I studied our present circumstances from every angle I could think of in an exhaustive attempt to incorporate as many ideas and concerns as possible. The feedback ran the gamut, depending upon industry, region, and specialty. Some believe it's too soon to even consider next steps. Others want a complete rollback of all COVID-related restrictions immediately. A number of entities outlined their own recommendations for reopening their sector of the economy. Everyone brought their best ideas to the table. Now, I've been involved in a number of policy negotiations throughout my 16 years in public service. The framework I'm releasing tonight was a painstaking, intensive exercise in balance. It's an effort to balance non-negotiable public health considerations with jaw-dropping, unsustainable economic realities. It's an effort to balance state obligations to keep Kansas communities safe with the need for returning flexibility to local leaders. And it's an attempt to balance the need for stability in the future with agility as we continue to adapt to a rapidly evolving lethal threat. Every component of this framework came after rigorous discussion and analysis All of the steps carry benefits and unavoidable risk. None of the determinations were simple, one-sided, or easy. Actually, the whole process reminded me a bit of a Jenga tower, the classic game that requires players to delicately rearrange a tower of building blocks, one at a time, without damaging the tower's ability to stand upright. One misstep can cause the entire thing to come tumbling down on itself. It's an accurate metaphor, but make no mistake, this is not a game. This is deadly serious, with both lives and livelihoods hanging in the balance. The decisions we make in the coming weeks and months, including the order in which we make them and the pace at which we implement them, will determine what Kansas looks like after this pandemic has run its course. Before I walk through the specifics of the framework, Let me first clarify what it is not. The framework is not etched in stone. Its fundamental purpose is to provide as much predictability as we can for both families and businesses. But Kansans must consider it a living document, subject to ongoing analysis and evaluation. We anticipate that we will, at some point, need to reconfigure our approach as lessons are learned, as new trends emerge in the data and as unforeseen circumstances confront us on the ground. This framework is not a suggestion that local communities roll back safety measures automatically simply because it's technically permissible to do so. The state is making a concerted effort to return local control and flexibility to this process. But the state framework should be considered the floor for safeguards, not the ceiling. Local communities are both allowed and strongly encouraged to take additional steps as they deem appropriate. Finally, and most importantly, this framework is not a return to the life we knew just a few months ago. Until a vaccine for COVID-19 is developed, we must continue to adhere to the fundamental mitigation practices that have kept us alive up to this point. That means social distancing must continue Good hygiene, frequent hand washing will remain essential. Isolation and quarantine orders issued by health officers must be followed. If your job enables you to continue working remotely, we encourage you to pursue that option. You should consider wearing cloth masks when you leave your home. Clorox, Lysol, and hand sanitizer should remain on your list of household essentials, but treat them like you would do all dangerous chemicals, Keep them out of reach of your young children. So with those caveats, here are the basics of what will come next. Kansas will approach this process slowly, gradually, and cautiously. The framework is divided into three phases. During each phase, specific guidance is outlined for individuals, for employers, for educational facilities, activities, and venues. We've taken into consideration guidance released by the federal government, stakeholders, and public health experts. Mass-gathering limitations will remain in effect at each phase, but we will scale back the restrictions at each point. The process for returning to work safely will differ for each business and will not happen all at the same time. Industry-specific guidance has been included on the state website covid.ks.gov and, of course, all of this is subject to local approval. Additionally, each phase of this process will remain in effect for a minimum of 14 days. Phase one will begin on Monday, May 4th, at which point I intend to lift the statewide stay home order. Mass gatherings will remain limited to 10 or fewer people. There will be some limitations on specific types of establishments, which I will speak to in a moment. But by and large, if localities determine that the time is right, Businesses that can maintain at least six feet of distance between consumers and adhere to industry-specific guidelines can begin to transition back to work. The state will not issue blanket limitations on total occupancy at this time. However, we will require that businesses abide by mass-gathering limitations in areas of their establishments where physical distancing is difficult. This includes areas like entrances, lobbies, or break rooms. Unfortunately, certain types of establishments, simply by the nature of the services they provide, require unavoidable human contact that cannot be responsibly mitigated or distanced at the present time, especially with our present limitations on personal protective equipment. Therefore, the following establishments will not be included in the first phase of reopening bars and nightclubs, excluding curbside and carryout services, non-tribal casinos, theaters, museums, and other indoor leisure spaces, fitness centers and gyms, nail salons, barbershops, hair salons, tanning salons, tattoo parlors, and other personal service businesses where close contact cannot be avoided. Similarly. Certain activities and venues will also remain on pause, including community centers, outdoor and indoor entertainment venues with capacity of 2,000 or more, fairs, festivals, carnivals, parades, and, unfortunately, graduations, swimming pools other than backyard pools, organized sports, sporting facilities and tournaments, and summer camps. I'll say again, these are the baseline standards. This pandemic has impacted our communities with varying levels of severity. All communities may enact additional limitations as needed. Finally, during phase one, I also encourage Kansans to begin seeking or rescheduling non-emergent, non-COVID related medical care. Our hospitals have done a phenomenal job of proactively building their surge capacity over the last two months, and they are ready now to begin seeing non-COVID-related patients. My administration will monitor overall progress and health metrics daily. Assuming data trends continue to move in the right direction, I will issue an executive order to begin phase two no sooner than May 18th, 2020. During phase two, mass gatherings will be allowed for up to 30 individuals. The establishment specifically prohibited in stage one, Places like fitness centers and barbershops will be allowed to open as long as they comply with the other baseline limitations. These establishments should follow industry-specific guidelines that have been posted on the website at covid.ks.gov. Non-tribal casinos will be allowed to open, but only if they comply with the uniform guidelines approved by the Kansas Department of Health and Environment. Bars and nightclubs will be allowed to open at 50% of total occupancy and can and can continue otherwise to operate their curbside and carry out services. Certain activities and venues will remain prohibited, including outdoor and indoor entertainment venues with a capacity of 2000 or more, fairs, festivals, carnivals, parades, graduations, public and private summer camps. We will again evaluate our progress after 14 days no sooner than june 1st 2020. if all goes well this will propel us into phase three at this point mass gathering limitations will be expanded to 90 individuals all business activity and venue prohibitions will be lifted as long as they comply with baseline limitations outlined at the start of the process ideally should all trends continue downward Phase 3 will culminate in a phase-out of most state restrictions no sooner than June 15, 2020. This framework does not answer all of the questions I know still weigh heavily on your minds. We don't know yet what school will look like in August, or if college dorms will open to students for the fall semester. It's unclear what steps we need to take to protect our elections in August and November. I'm sure we'd all enjoy taking in a baseball game this summer, or schedule that family vacation for a much-needed rest outside the house. I've heard heartbreaking stories about engaged couples left in limbo, unsure of whether they can proceed with their wedding plans. And I know that the thousands of hard-working Kansans who so suddenly found themselves without work are desperate for the certainty they need to begin their job searches. Sadly, Even if we do everything perfectly for the next few months, everything remains subject to the whims of this unwieldy virus. There's still so much we do not know about COVID-19. Just a couple of days ago, the CDC doubled the list of symptoms. Researchers also estimate that anywhere between 20 and 50 percent of cases are asymptomatic, meaning people may have no idea they are carriers and are at high risk for infecting others. And although coronavirus is a respiratory pathogen largely attacking our lungs, a growing body of evidence also suggests potential links to stroke and cardiac arrest. We presume those who have been affected and recovered from the disease develop some type of immunity, but even that remains uncertain. And with summer approaching, we anxiously await an opportunity to learn how seasonality will impact this virus. Put another way, even if Kansans do everything perfectly for the next couple of months, new outbreaks are almost inevitable until a vaccine is developed, manufactured, and made widely available. But tonight's framework is a starting point for this long, slow transition back to some semblance of the lies we remember from just a few short months ago. I don't know if life will ever truly go back to normal. After all we've been through, we will probably think about everything a little differently for years to come, from shaking hands to going to the grocery store, to how we can take care of our own personal health and how we can take care of each other. But I do know this. We're going to make it through the daunting days ahead, no matter what lies in store. Because, as I mentioned at the beginning of my remarks, hard times have a way of bringing out the best in Kansas. When the Lindsbergh police officers explained why they felt it was important to pay a visit to a 96-year-old woman in isolation on her birthday, they said, We know this is tough. We want to connect with people who may be forgotten. When the Northeast Kansas farmer suddenly became a national media sensation after donating his N95 mask to a doctor or nurse in New York, he said, I was just looking to help someone out. And when the nurse from Gardner talked about why she chose to volunteer on the front lines of the pandemic, she said, Kansans love big. We love very big. I couldn't have said that any better myself. This is the spirit of generosity and grace that defines the people of this state. It's what makes me so proud to be your governor. And this is the courage and resilience that will propel Kansas to the stars through difficulty once again. Ad Astra per Aspera. And to all the people of Kansas, God bless you and God bless our great state of Kansas.
0: Okay, here are the high points. Three phases of this plan beginning May 4th. You have to maintain social distance, six feet. If you go outside, she recommends you wear a mask. If you can work from home, work from home. Phase 1, no gatherings of more than 10 people. Phase 2, 30 people. Phase 3, 90 people. Maintain six-foot distances between customers. Those that remain closed. Nail salons, hair salons, and barber shops. Bars and nightclubs, except for curbside and carryout. Non-tribal casinos, theaters, museums, other indoor leisure spaces. Fitness centers and gyms, tanning salons, tattoo parlors, other services where close personal contact cannot be avoided. Also, remaining on pause, community centers, outdoor and indoor entertainment venues with capacity of 2,000 or more. Festivals, carnivals, swimming pools will remain closed except for backyard pools. And organized sports. Sedgwick County commissioners may be getting together soon to talk about the governor's recommendations. They voted Wednesday to urge Governor Kelly not to extend the order and for Health Officer Gerald Mins. To work with them to craft local health policy, we'll let you know what they say. Interesting to note that Johnson County leaders extended their stay-at-home orders through May 10th. The Kansas Chamber made more than 40 recommendations for reopening the state, including setting health metrics to go by, making sure employees can go back to work safely, deferring sales tax payments, exempting COVID-19 stimulus funding, and making regulations waived during the emergency permanent. See them all at kansaschamber.org. The Wichita Regional Chamber announced it favors the reopening and reigniting of the economy. We will continue to cover the pandemic and its impact every day at the Wichita Business Journal. That's at wichitabusinessjournal.com and in our weekly edition each Friday. Again, if you're not a subscriber, check out that 4 for 4 offer. Open up one of our locked stories at wichitabusinessjournal.com. I'll be back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy. This week, episode 153. We wish you all the best as you try to make it through these difficult times. If there's any story we can do to help or Any leader you want to hear from, please let me know, Roy at bizjournals.com. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy Hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. We hope you're well and we hope you are safe. Have a profitable week.